0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife.
0: And together we're reading the Bible.
1: Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents.
0: Or shekels.
1: Yeah, Those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense.
0: We aren't academics or scholars.
1: Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all.
0: What we've learned so far is that God's a dick.
1: Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one.
0: Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Yes, wife.
1: Do you remember what happened last time?
0: We completed Genesis.
1: We did. We completed the book of Genesis.
0: That was pretty cool.
1: So, what are we doing today?
0: Um, We are doing a bonus episode, I think.
1: We are. And in that bonus episode, we're going to do a pop quiz to see how much we remember. And also, I've dug up some info on Nimrod for oh, you.
0: Right, Nimrod. But you can go ahead and put me down for an F on the pop quiz.
1: Yeah, me too, probably.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go do this. Okay. Hey, wife.
1: Yes, husband.
0: Did you know that we are now on Patreon?
1: Um, Yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> Bombas. Big comfort
0: for everyone. Go to com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. So, just in case we forgot what happened in Genesis,
0: you know I did.
1: right. Here is a very, very, very brief and quick and not at all helpful summary of the entire book of Genesis, <laughs> okay, okay it
0: doesn't does it go like rape, rape, death, um oh wait, no, no, it started um death, 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 rape, 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 rape rape, 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 rape.
1: You left incest out
0: and then Joseph
1: full of slavery.
0: Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, this is from Spark Notes. Ready? Okay. Genesis, the first book of the Bible, opens with God's creation of the world. The perfect world falls into evil when humans disobey God and the human population divides into separate nations and languages. After many generations, God speaks to a man named Abraham. God makes a promise or covenant with Abraham to make his descendants into a great nation and to give them a great land. Abraham shows strong faith in God, and God seals his promise with a number of signs and tests. This special covenant with God passes on to Abraham's son Isaac and to his grandson Jacob. Together, they represent the patriarchs, or fathers, of the Israelite people. Jacob's 12 sons move to Egypt after the youngest brother Joseph miraculously becomes a high official in Egypt.
0: That leaves out so So much. So
1: much. So much. But I thought it was a fun summary of the whole thing.
0: The Bible probably would have looked better if they would have gone with something like that.
1: Right, right. That's (laughs) what I was thinking. Okay, so do you remember better now everything that happened? Sure. Sure. I don't. Here we go with the pop quiz. Okay. Okay? Yep. And I don't have the answers. Like, the answers are, like, I don't have access to them. So I'm being quizzed along with you. Okay. Okay? All right. Genesis begins with the story of creation, which is the correct order of creation according to Genesis.
0: Is this multiple choice? Yeah. Okay.
1: Light, sky, birds and fish, animals and man, earth and plants, or heavenly and heavenly lights? No. Light, sky, birds and fish, earth and plants, heavenly lights, animals and man. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Light, sky, earth and plants, heavenly lights. Birds and fish, animals and man. They all that sound one sounds, the same. That
0: sounds pretty good, too.
1: Okay, here's the last one. Okay. Light, heavenly lights, sky, birds and fish, earth and plants, animals and man.
0: I'll be honest, my brain can't follow. There's too follow. many, right? I'm going to go with option number three, though.
1: Okay. We'll find out after we're done how oh, we did.
0: we got to wait till we're done? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, number two. God created Adam first, then Eve to be his wife and helper. How was Eve, the first woman created? A. God created her from the ground of the clay. Nope. From the clay of the ground, not the ground of the clay. God created her from one of Adam's ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Adam wished for a helper and God sent Eve into the Garden of Eden. Incorrect. The serpent created her and filled her with evil thoughts.
0: That'd be really fun, but no.
1: I know. So it's B. It's B. Okay i mean that's what i would guess too right god placed adam and eve in the garden of eden and told them they could eat of anything except one forbidden fruit which fruit did god tell adam and eve they must not eat a
0: this is such a difficult question right
1: right (laughs) a from the apple tree b fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden (laughs) c fruit from the pomegranate tree d fermented grapes from the vine
0: oh fermented grapes from the vine Damn. no no it's the apple the,
1: the yeah. b the middle of the garden isn't it
0: no it's the apple tree
1: no it was from the tree in the middle of the garden okay i think
0: well then let's go with it okay why is there a thing though about eating apples then
1: <sighs> i don't know
0: okay i okay
1: of course they ate the forbidden fruit anyway oh. for, Berber- oh, for i'm having problems Number four, of course they ate the forbidden fruit anyway. What was Eve's excuse when confronted by God? A, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Yeah. B, my husband gave me some fruit from the tree (laughs) and I ate it. No. No, that was Adam's excuse. Right. C, the devil made me do it. That's humanity's excuse. Exactly. D, the serpent promised me knowledge of good and evil if I ate.
0: I... think it was the first one deceived
1: i think so too but the last one is true that is what happened but i'm gonna go with those she
0: was deceived
1: yeah i think she said i was deceived five god was angry when he found out adam and eve had eaten the forbidden fruit and he drove them out of the garden of eden Yep. how did god make sure they would not return and eat from the tree of life a he built a tall wall around the garden B, he drove Adam and Eve so far away that they could never find their way back. C, he placed a curse on the garden so that anyone who entered would surely die. Jeez. D, he placed cherubim and a flaming sword to guard the way. That one. That one. Because we watched the show Lucifer.
0: Well, and, you know, we read Genesis. Oh,
1: yeah, that too. (laughs) Adam and Eve had sons Cain and Abel. Each brother gave God an offering from the fruits of his labor. God looked with favor on Abel's offering, but not on Cain's. As a result, Cain became jealous and murdered his brother Abel. What was Cain's occupation?
0: I believe he was a shepherd, wasn't he?
1: I think so. The choices are farmer, hunter, goat keeper, shepherd. 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 Seven. What was Cain's punishment for the murder of Abel? A, he was put to death. No. No. B, he was banished to the land of Canaan. He was banished to somewhere, but I don't think it was the land of Canaan. Maybe it was. I don't know. C, he was banned from his occupation and made a restless wanderer on the earth.
0: That might be true. I
1: think that was it. He was banned from the Garden of Eden. No. no. He was never in the Garden of I'm gonna
0: Eden. I'm going to go with option C there.
1: Same. 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 Number 8. After many years, the people of earth became corrupt and full of violence. Of all the people on earth, only Noah and his family were righteous. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. Noah had three sons. Which one of these was not one of his sons? Oh, I'm so bad at these. What? Oh. I'm gonna give okay. you four all names, right, right. and you tell me which one is not his son. Okay. All right. Enos, Japheth, Ham, Shem.
0: It was the first one, Enos. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember the other ones.
1: Uh, well, I know Ham and Shem are his sons. I just, I for some reason, I thought Japheth, Okay, whatever. I'm almost certain. I'm going one. with you on that one because yeah. I don't know. Number nine. God decided to flood the whole earth and told Noah to build an ark of wood to hold himself <coughs> <Dick. laughs> to hold himself, his wife, his sons, and their wives. He was also to take a pair, male and female, of each animal on the ark to save them from the flood and repopulate the earth. How many decks did the ark have? Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't remember that.
0: I don't, I don't remember that at all. The what choices are, our are two, three, four,
1: and seven.
0: Let's go with seven.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Because,
0: I mean, to hold all the animals. Come sure. on, have got to have seven decks, yeah, right? I, I have no idea. And they like seven. three. three. Well, they like three, too. So, it's <laughs> got to be three or seven.
1: You want to go with seven or three? Let's go with seven. Okay. Number ten. Many men settled on a plane in Shinar and said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly and let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. So they began constructing the Tower of Babel. However, God was not pleased with these arrogant men who wanted to build a tower to heaven and be like gods themselves. What did God do to punish them?
0: He scattered them all and made them talk different languages and shit.
1: I know, right? Okay, let's see which of the choices that matches. A, he destroyed the city in a storm of fire and brimstone. B, he confused their language and scattered them over the face of the earth. That That one. one. C, he destroyed the tower with a tremendous bolt of lightning. (laughs) D, he sent a plague of locusts into the city. No, it was B. It was B. Okay, let's see how we did.
0: Oh, we get to find that now.
1: Yeah, we got number one correct. Genesis begins with a story of creation, which is the correct order of creation according to Genesis, light, sky, earth and plants, heavenly lights, birds and fish, animals and men. Okay. Yay. Yay. Number two, we got this one right. Adam, I'm sorry, God created Adam first, then Eve to be his wife and helper. How was Eve, the first woman created? He, God created her from one of Adam's ribs. Awesome. Yay. Number three, we got correct.
0: Wow, we're doing good. We're
1: doing so good. God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and told them that they could eat of anything except one forbidden fruit. Which fruit did God tell Adam and Eve they must not eat? Fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. You were
0: right. I was wrong.
1: Yep. We call it an apple tree today, but we don't really know what kind of tree it was. Got it. So... That's why I went with that one. I was right. Everybody mark that down that my husband also said that I was right.
0: It's hard to knock out, you know, years of conditioning that it was an apple.
1: She ate the apple. She ate the apple. Number four. We got this one correct as well. All right. Of course, they ate the forbidden fruit anyway. What was Eve's excuse when confronted by God? The serpent deceived me and I ate. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Damn serpent.
1: Damn serpent. Dang, we got number five correct as well. Wow. God was angry when he found out Adam and Eve had eaten the forbidden fruit, and he drove them out of the Garden of Eden. How did God make sure they would not return and eat from the Tree of Life?
0: That was an easy one, though.
1: He placed cherubim and a flaming sword to guard the way.
0: Excuse I me, mean, How can you forget about a giant flaming sword guarding the entrance, you know? Especially
1: if you watch the show Lucifer. <laughs> I mean, it was like the entire premise of one of the seasons is that they were trying to find the flaming sword. So- oh,
0: well, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know. Uh-oh, we got number 6 wrong. Oh shit. Damn it. Adam and Eve had sons Cain and Abel. Each brother gave God an offering from the fruits of his labor. God looked with favor on Abel's offering, but not on Cain's. As a result, Cain became jealous and murdered his brother Abel. What was Cain's oh, occupation? I should have
0: remembered because I made a joke at the time how God was a vegan and liked all the fruits and veggies because he made all the oh, stuff at yeah. first. And then I was like And then you know, and then I even said that Cain must have been jealous of Abel because he got the the sweet job, the shepherd job. Yeah. And I screwed that one up. Yeah. I thought about that right after I answered it, and I was like, oh, I might have messed that up.
1: We could have changed it, you know. You should have spoken up. Well, whatever.
0: We gotta get something wrong because you know
1: we do because it's not like we're Bible pros, right? So we chose shepherd, but the correct answer was farmer. Got it. Number seven, what was Cain's punishment for the murder of Abel? We got this one right.
0: Yay. He was
1: banned from his occupation and made a restless wanderer on the earth. Yes. We got number eight right. Awesome. After many years, the people of earth became corrupt and full of violence. Of all the people on earth, only Noah and his family were righteous. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. Noah had three sons. Which one of these was not one of his sons? Enos. Enos. I was right. You were right. I didn't know that one at all. Uh Uh-oh, we got number nine wrong. Oh, shit. God decided to flood the whole earth and told Noah to build an ark of wood to hold himself, his wife, his sons, and their wives. He was also to take a pair, male and female, of each animal on the ark to save them from the flood and repopulate the earth. How many decks did the ark have? The correct answer was three.
0: See, I knew it was three or seven. Yep, yep.
1: We should have went with I don't three. know if they
0: even covered that. They must have covered they it. Yeah, it whatever. says
1: that they covered it in Genesis chapter 6, verses 14 through 22. Got it. It's just that we didn't care.
0: Right. Who gives a <laughs> shit about how many decks are on there?
1: Why, why is that on? That's like trivia. That's not right? Bible info. That's Bible trivia. Right. That doesn't prove that's, that you.
0: We should go like, you know, we should go to like a Bible trivia night sometime and like, you know, we put our name down as like the atheists or something.
1: No, we should put our names down as sacrilegious discourse. Oh yeah.
0: Well I mean that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like how much trivia do we know?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Well we've missed two out of ten so far. Yeah. So not a lot.
0: Right. But we'd probably be pretty good. We if, would be know.
1: average. Yeah. Maybe.
0: I'd say we'd be better than average. Okay. I say think? if we read the whole Bible, yeah, we will be better than average.
1: Okay. Okay. I would think. Maybe. I don't know. Number ten. We got this one right. Many men settled on a plain in Shinar and said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly and let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. So they began constructing the Tower of Babel. However, God was not pleased with these arrogant men who wanted to build a tower to heaven and be like gods themselves. What did God do to punish them? We knew this one before we even saw the choices. Right. He confused their language and scattered them over the face of the earth. That's correct. We got an 80%. I
0: mean, that's not bad.
1: That's not bad.
0: It's not failing. No,
1: nope, we did so. good.
0: All right. Well, now we're going to go learn about uh, Nimrod because I'm really excited about this.
1: Yep. We are going to go learn about Nimrod. All right.
0: Let's go find out about Nimrod.
1: Okay. Okay. Are you ready for Nimrod?
0: I am so ready for Nimrod.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to read from two separate sources the first of which is chabad.org. And I might be mispronouncing that. Um, The reason that this matters is because this one is Jewish history. Mm -hmm. And just in case you don't know, my love, um, Genesis is not just the first book of the Bible. It's the first book in the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible. Right, And those five books, the Pentateuch, are also... Um, the first part of the Jewish Bible. You
0: and I had talked about that at some point. Not on the podcast, but yeah. Right.
1: I just wanted to make sure you knew that's why I'm reading from a Jewish source. Okay. Like it actually matters. Right. Okay. So this is about Nimrod and Abraham who were two rivals.
0: Oh, Nimrod was rivals with Abraham, huh?
1: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Nimrod's humble heritage Nimrod the mighty hunter was one of the sons of Cush. Wait, Kush, wait, wait,
0: wait. Did, wasn't Abraham the guy that like wrestled somebody in the desert or something?
1: In his hip. And I the...
0: wonder if that was Nimrod.
1: Could have been. I don't okay, know. Sorry. We mentioned it at the time when Right, yeah. yeah like you kinda funny. joked about it, so Yeah, I don't know. Okay, sorry. Nimrod the mighty hunter was one of the sons of Cush. Cush was born of I'm sorry, Cush was the son of Ham, the lowest and least important of Noah's three sons. Oh yeah. Nimrod came from a line which was cursed by Noah. Cursed be Canaan, a slave of slaves, shall he be unto his brothers.
0: I remember that kind of, Do you
1: remember why?
0: Um, wasn't, oh, because they found him drunk in the, remember, like, they, um... They walked in on him naked, drunk in his tent or something like that. But and then, I
1: thought that the boys found Noah drunk in his tent and naked.
0: Yeah. And then he cursed his grandsons. Oh. Remember?
1: Because he's a dick. Yeah. And that was okay. the.
0: Yeah. So that was.
1: Okay. Yeah. That was I what forgot, that's from. I forgot about that. Right. Okay. So, I mean, just by that story, um, Ham is not necessarily a bad guy.
0: Right. Just he got just, cursed by Noah. The dick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. among other dicks in
1: the bible right by birth nimrod had no right to be a king or ruler but he was a mighty strong man and sly and tricky and a great hunter and trapper of men and animals his followers grew in number and soon nimrod became the mighty king of babylon and his empire extended over other great cities
0: hmm. Hmm. like where do they do they cite where they get this information
1: i'm gonna read on i don't know okay all right i don't know i'm just curious As was to be expected, Nimrod did not feel very secure on his throne. He feared that one day there would appear a descendant of Noah's heir and successor, Shem, and would claim the throne. He was determined to have no challenger. Some of Shem's descendants had already been forced to leave that land and build their own cities and empires. There was only one prominent member of the Semitic family left in his country. He was Terah, the son of Nahor. Oh. Hmm. I remember all this stuff, kind of. Kind of. Tarah was the eighth generation removed in a direct line of descendants from Shem. But Nimrod had nothing to fear from Tarah, his most loyal and trusted servant. Tarah had long before betrayed his family and had become a follower of Nimrod. All of his ancestors were still living, including Shem himself. But Tarah left his ancestral home and became attached to Nimrod. Tarah, who should have been the master, and Nimrod, his slave became the slave of Nimrod. Like the other people in that country, Terah believed that Nimrod received his kingdom as a gift from the gods and was himself a god. Terah was prepared to serve Nimrod with all his heart. Indeed, he proved himself a very loyal and useful servant. Nimrod trusted entrusted into his hands the command of his armies and made Terah the highest minister in his land. Hmm. This is so interesting. This was not in the Bible.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Terah was short of nothing but a wife. So he found himself a wife whose name was Amethla. Amethla? Amethlai. Something. Amethli. I like that. Amethli. Okay. They looked forward to raising a large family, but they were not blessed with any children. (laughs) The years flew by and Terah still had no son. His father was only 29 years old when he, Terah, was born, but Terah was getting closer to 70 than to 30, and yet there was no son. He prayed to Nimrod and to his idols to bless him with a son, but his prayers were not answered. Little did he know that Nimrod felt happy about Terah's misfortune, for although Nimrod had nothing to fear from Terah, he could not be sure if Terah's sons would be as loyal to him as their father. Therefore he was inwardly very pleased that his servant Terah had no children and would probably never have any, but he could but he could not be sure, and Nimrod was not taking chances. He ordered his stargazers and astrologers to watch the sky for any sign of the appearance of a possible rival. Mm. Mm. got it, the rise of Abraham. One night, the stargazers noticed a new star rising in the east. Every night, it grew brighter, they informed Nimrod. Nimrod called together his magicians and astrologers. They all agreed that it meant that a new baby was to be born who might challenge Nimrod's power. Oh, no. It was decided that in order to prevent this, all newborn baby boys would have to die, starting from the king's own palace (laughs) down to the humblest slave's hut. And who is to be put in charge of this important task? Why, Tara, of course, the king's most trusted servant. Tara sent out his men to round up all expectant mothers. The king's palace was turned into a gigantic maternity ward. A lucky mother gave birth to a girl, and then they were both sent home, laden with gifts. But if the boy happened to be a baby, he was put to death without mercy. You
0: mean if the baby happened to be a boy?
1: That's what I said, isn't it?
0: No, you said if the boy happened to be a baby.
1: Oh wow, I am so <laughs> dyslexic. Wow, I do that like all the time. I just switch words for no reason. <coughs> one night, Nimrod's stargazers watching that new star saw it grow ever. Blah, oh my god, I'm having so many problems. One night, Nimrod's stargazers watching that new star saw it grow very bright and suddenly dart across the sky. First in one direction, then in another. West, east, north, and south, swallowing up all the other stars in its path.
0: Holy shit, This sounds like fucking, like... Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Like what's going on here?
1: I don't know. Nimrod was with his stargazers on the roof of his palace and saw the strange display in the sky with his own eyes. What is the meaning of this, he demanded. There can only be one explanation. A son was born tonight who would challenge the king's power, and the father is none other than Tarak.
0: I mean, I was going with aliens personally. But, yeah,
1: I don't yeah. know where they pulled that from their ass. <laughs> like, it's so random. Right. Tara, Nimrod roared, my own trusted servant. What? Nimrod's rage. Nimrod had never given a thought to Tara as becoming a father at the age of 70. However, if he did become a father, he would surely be glad to offer his firstborn son to his king and god. Nimrod dispatched a messenger to Terah at once, ordering him to appear together with his newly born son. That night, Terah and his wife, Amethle, Emethle, I forgot, what did I say? I don't remember. I'm going to call her Amy. <laughs> That night, Terah and his wife Amy had indeed become the happy parents of a baby boy who brought a great light and radiance into their home. Terah had hoped it would be a girl and he would have no terrible decision to make. Now he could not think of giving up this lovely baby born to him at his old age after such longing. He had managed to keep his wife's expectancy a secret. None of his servants knew about the birth of his son. There was a secret passage leading from his palace to a cave in the field. He took the baby to that cave and left it there. As he was returning to the palace, past the servants' quarters, he suddenly heard the cry of a baby. What good fortune, Tara cried. It so happened that one of his servants had given birth to a boy about the same time as his own son was born. Mm. I see where this was going. Tara right. took the baby and put him in silk swaddling and handed him to his wife to nurse. Just then, the king's messenger arrived. Yeah, whew, they're just going to kill this baby. Right. Cool. When Terah, with the baby in his arms, appeared before Nimrod, Terah declared, I was just about to bring my son to you when your messenger came. Nimrod thought it was mighty loyal of Terah to give up his only son born to him in his old age. Little did he know that it was not Terah's son who was brought to die, but a servant's. Hmm. Abraham emerges. For three years, little Abraham remained in the cave where he did not know day from night. Then he came out of the cave and saw the bright sun in the sky and thought that it was God who had created the heaven and the earth and him too. But in the evening the sun went down and the moon rose in the sky, surrounded by myriads of stars. This must be God, Abraham decided, but the moon too disappeared and the sun reappeared and Abraham decided that there must be a God who rules over the sun and the moon and the stars and the whole world. And so... From the age of three years and on, Abraham knew that there was only one God, and he was resolved to pray to Him and worship Him alone. A life full of many and great adventures began for Abraham. Some of which we have already related to you in our talks of past years. When oh. he was born,
0: he was actually Abram, though.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: I mean, am I? I'm, I'm right there, right? No, you are. And then You're right. He got renamed to Abraham. Yeah. Later. Yeah. And then didn't he get renamed again to Israel, or was that Jacob?
1: Uh, I think that was Jacob. Okay. I could be wrong, though.
0: I don't know. There's so much renaming. I can't remember who got renamed what exactly. But I know he at least got renamed to Abraham after he was Abram.
1: So that's the end of that little section. I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it was maybe um, Nimrod that challenged Abraham later. It
0: seems like it. I mean, like, that that makes a little bit... That that could make sense. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more history there, but I I don't know, you know... Like where you would even go to find some of this stuff.
1: Right? Well, then there is um, more. I found a different thing on um, ChristianAnswers.net. And this talks about Nimrod as um, Gilgamesh, which I found very interesting. Hmm. Because, you know, Gilgamesh is um, from literature. Okay. So let's see. La, 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 la. Have to scroll down because the print is so small, and they have all these pictures that I don't care about. You know
0: what could have helped with this? Uh, if I informational it? thing, what? well, that or if you like prepped and like took notes on stuff.
1: I didn't want to. I just wanted to read it because it's so interesting.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Why? I like. I started to take notes, and then I realized I was just copy pasting, and so I was like, I'll just send myself the links. Gotcha. So.
0: Well, I was thinking like you know more bullet points and stuff than
1: no this is interesting stuff <laughs> aren't you interested
0: i am i am i then guess shut I, was, your I was hoping for more like hunting and like you know
1: well i'm sorry for you nemrod's
0: kind of boring ish a little bit
1: i I thought these were interesting stories and i did these to make you happy because you were so interested in him i
0: know it's just that
1: it turns out he's a bad guy and so now you're mad
0: no i just nemrod I, I just wanted nemrod to be awesome
1: he's an awesome bad guy okay Nimrod was a very significant man in ancient times, the grandson of Ham and great-grandson of Noah. Nimrod started his kingdom at Babylon. Babylon later reached its zenith under Nebuchadnezzar. Oh,
0: I yeah. know that name, yeah.
1: The only reason that I know that name is because it was the name of the ship and. um...
0: Right. The Matrix. Yeah.
1: That's the first time I ever heard that name. And then when I found out it was from the Bible, I was like, cool, 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 cool. Okay. <laughs> la, 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 la. This was also part of Nimrod's kingdom. Nineveh along the Tigris River continued to be a major city in ancient Assyria. Okay. We don't care about that. Okay. Often attributed to Nimrod, the Tower of Babel was not a jack-in-the-beanstalk type of construction where people were trying to build a structure to get into heaven. Hmm. Instead, it is best understood as an ancient ziggurat. Do you know what a ziggurat is? No, I do not. I learned about these in fifth grade from Mr. Wilkins. Hmm. And I remember him and... It was interesting. The end. So, why
0: don't you inform us? Then? A
1: ziggurat was a man made structure with a temple at its top built to worship the host of heaven.
0: Okay. So, it wasn't like obs- obscenely tall. It was just a structure with a temple at the top of it.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like a flat top pyramid. Okay. So, okay, Nimrod revealed. The Bible states Cush was the father of Nimrod who grew to be a mighty warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The centers of the kingdom were Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalna, and Shinar. Many consider this to be a positive complementary testimony about Nimrod. But in fact, it's just the opposite. First, a little background study is necessary. Okay cultural connections in the ancient Near East. Besides the stories of the creation and flood in the Bible, there ought to be similar stories on clay tablets found in the cultures near and around the true believers. So that was poorly phrased. But what they're saying is there's all these clay tablets that have all these stories that are not included in the Bible, but should be. Gotcha. These tablets have a reaction or twisted version in their accounts of the creation and flood. In the post flood genealogical records of Genesis ten, we notice that the sons of we note that the sons of Ham were Cush, Mizram, Put, and Canaan. Now Mizram became the Egyptians. No one is sure where Put went to live, and it's obvious who the Canaanites were. So you know, Canaan became the Canaanites. Right. Cush lived in the land of Shinar, which most scholars consider to be Sumer. There developed the first civilization after the flood. The sons of Shem, the Semites, were also mixed to some extent with the Sumerians. We suggest that Sumerian Kish, the first city established in Mesopotamia after the flood, took its name from the man known in the Bible as Cush. The first kingdom established after the flood was Kish, and the name Kish appears often on clay tablets. The early post-flood Sumerian king lists, let me say that again, the early post-flood Sumerian kings list, which is not found in the Bible, but is found on the clay tablets, say that kingship descended from heaven to Kish after the flood. The Hebrew name Kush, much later, was moved to present-day Ethiopia. Isn't that interesting? Mm Mm-hmm. The Sumerians very early developed a religio-political state which was extremely binding on all who lived in it, except for the rulers who were a law unto themselves. This system was to influence the ancient Near East for over 3,000 years. Other cultures which followed the Sumerian system were Akkad, Babylon, Assyria, and Persia, which became the basis of Greece and Rome's system of rule. Founded by Cush, the Sumerians were very important historically and biblically. Mm-hmm. Was Nimrod godly or evil? Okay, this is where we start getting into some really cool stuff. Okay. First, what does the name Nimrod mean? It comes from the Hebrew verb "marad," meaning rebel. Adding an N before the M, it becomes an infinitive construct, Nimrod. The meaning then is the rebel. Not just rebel, but the rebel. Right. Thus, Nimrod may not be the character's name at all. It is more likely a derisive term of a type, a representative of a system that is epitomized in rebellion against the creator, the one true God. So Nimrod is more like a title than like his name, like Doctor. Got it. Rebellion began soon after the flood as civilizations were restored. At that time, this person became very prominent. In Genesis chapter 10, we learn that Nimrod established a kingdom. Therefore, one would expect to find also in the literature of the ancient Near East a person who was a type or example for other people to follow. And there was. It is a well-known tale, common in Sumerian literature, of a man who fits this description. In addition to the Sumerians, the Babylonians wrote about this person, the Assyrians likewise, and the Hittites. Even in Israel, tablets have been found with this man's name on them. Hmm. He was obviously the most popular hero in the ancient Near East. Interesting. Gilgamesh. 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 Okay. The person we are referring to found in extra-biblical literature was Gilgamesh. The first play tablets naming him were found among the ruins of the temple library of the god Nabu and the palace library in Nineveh. Many others have been found since in a number of excavations. The author of the best treatise on the Gilgamesh epic says... The date of the composition of the Gilgamesh epic can therefore be fixed at about 2000 BC, but the material contained on these tablets is undoubtedly much older, as we can infer from the mere fact that the epic consists of numerous originally independent episodes, which of course did not spring into existence at the time of the composition of our poem, but must have been current long before they were compiled and woven together to form our epic. Because you know the epic of Gilgamesh, is a long poem. Right. Did you know that?
0: I vaguely knew that. You
1: didn't know that. I
0: vaguely knew that.
1: You you either know something or not. You that's are you vaguely pregnant? <laughs> I mean I'm
0: definitely not vaguely pregnant now. So,
1: it's a definitive. Did you know it or didn't you? You didn't know it.
0: Whatever, continue.
1: Yet his arrogance, ruthlessness and depravity were a subject of grave concern for the citizens of Uruk, his kingdom. They complained to the great god Anu, and Anu instructed the goddess Aruru to create another wild ox, a double of Gilgamesh, who would challenge him and distract his mind from the warrior's daughter and the (coughs) nobleman's spouse, whom it appears he would not leave in peace. The epic of Gilgamesh has some very indecent sections. Alexander Heidel, the first translator of the epic, had the decency to translate the vilest parts into Latin— Spicer, however, gave it to us straight. So Mm. anyway, there is a myth that says of Gilgamesh that he was two thirds God and one third man. Hmm. So Gilgamesh as Nimrod. How does Gilgamesh compare with Nimrod? Ancient historian Josephus says of Nimrod, now it was Nimrod who excited them to such an affront and contempt of God. He was the grandson of Ham, the son of Noah, a bold man and of great strength of hand. He persuaded them not to ascribe it to God as if it were through his means they were happy, but to believe that it was his own courage which procured that happiness. He also gradually changed the government into tyranny, seeing no other way of turning men from the fear of God but to bring them into a constant dependence upon his own power. He also said that he would be revenged on God if he should have a mind to drown the world again. For that he would build a tower too high for the waters to be able to reach. And that he would avenge himself on God for destroying their forefathers.
0: I remember we talked about that at the time when we were going through that in the Bible. And mm-hmm. like, how does God let him get away with this and not like kill him? Right. I mean, he killed Ur. It's like, boom, yeah, dead.
1: Dead. <laughs> it's like he doesn't always follow up. Right. It's very willy-nilly. It's mood-based. <clears throat> mood-based. Stop coughing.
0: Sorry. Since this is going on for a long time.
1: Okay. Okay, here is a comparison. Okay. Um, Wait, hold on. Let me scroll down. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, they, they both did a lot of things that were similar. So, um, okay, wait, here it is. Here's the list. There are still other parallels between the Bible and the Gilgamesh epic. So, okay, I don't know if you know this, but... Um, Yahweh is another name for God.
0: Right. We talked about that in another episode.
1: Yeah. Yahweh has a somewhat similar sound to Huwua, which is from the Gilgamesh epic. Okay. Gilgamesh did just as the sons of God in Genesis chapter 6 did. The sons of God forcibly took men's wives, and the epic says that is precisely what Gilgamesh did. The Bible calls Nimrod a tyrant, and Gilgamesh was a tyrant. There was a flood in the Bible and there is a flood in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Cush is mentioned in the Bible, Kish in the epic. Uruk hmm. is mentioned in scripture, Uruk was Gilgamesh's city. Hmm. Gilgamesh made a trip to see the survivor of the flood. This was more likely Ham than Noah since Nimrod was Ham's grandson. Right. Historically Gilgamesh was the first dynasty of Uruk. As Jacobson points out, blah, 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 um, research, etc. Kings before Gilgamesh may be fictional, but not likely. The fact that the Gilgamesh epic also contains the Deluge story would indicate a close link with events immediately following the flood. A few years ago, one would have strongly doubted his historical existence. We now have the certitude that the time of Gilgamesh corresponds to the earliest period of Mesopotamian history. So there we go, Gilgamesh was Nimrod. very likely Nimrod, and Nimrod was not awesome. He was a bad guy.
0: Right. I'm sorry.
1: And that's that's your bonus. That's your information. That's hmm. the stuff you wanted. Okay. You seem bored.
0: I just, I I think I think if we do another bonus episode sometime, we should like break it down and make it like just choppier points, like. To just right. reading a bunch of stuff.
1: I just thought that stuff was interesting. Because I almost fell asleep. I saw you almost fall asleep.
0: And uh, and if we still have our audience, I don't blame them if they hate us for this episode. So.
1: Oh my god! I thought this stuff was so interesting. All
0: right. Well, if you if you thought it was interesting, let you know, write us an email and let me know. If you thought it was boring, write write us an email and let my wife know.
1: Yeah, that'll work. <laughs>
0: All right, are we starting the new book of uh, the Bible next week? Yeah. Do you know what it is? Or next t- next time? Next time. Yeah, because it's uh, it'll be Thursday. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, we're on Exodus now, right?
1: That is correct. We okay. will be starting Exodus.
0: Awesome. Well, we will That's see you guys,
1: assuming that our um, our listeners didn't Exodus. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys on Thursday, and uh, until then,
1: hang tight. What? I
0: Get don't know. That. Bye.
1: husband yes wife um is there a way for people to contact us
0: well sure they can uh, get on our twitter account
1: we have a twitter account we do what is it
0: it is sacrilegious underscore d like
1: d for discourse
0: yeah they wouldn't let me put the whole thing so i had to shorten it to underscore d i hate
1: them yeah
0: that's okay. disgusting
1: how do you spell sacrilegious?
0: Do you know? I don't want to... Just look it up in a dictionary <laughs> or something. I don't I don't want to do that right now. You know why? Sacrilegious you, underscore D-E-K.
1: Because you messed it up and I made you fix it. That's why. Yeah, yeah. What about an email?
0: Yeah, we got that too. What Sac- is it? Sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com.
1: Oh, well, that's easy. Yeah. As long as you know how to spell sacrilegious.
0: Right. Well, definitely get a hold of us. Let us know what you th- thought of the episode and you know any comments hate mail we love that kind of stuff
1: also you could answer some questions that we leave throughout or like correct my pronunciations yeah please bad wrong and horrible because
0: we suck sometimes
1: absolutely oh
0: also you know if you like this shit or whatnot um like give us a like on your podcasting app and stuff or even leave a comment or something
1: that would be awesome that would be awesome goodbye